Hello and welcome to Heavenly Manor with Milton Harris. Now on today's broadcast we want to go into some very familiar scripture. Romans chapter number 12 and we want to read verses 1 and 2. And the word of God says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And of course, the thought today is our reasonable service. As we look here in way of introduction, we see the word therefore. He said, I beseech you, therefore. That word therefore appears some 1,220 times in our King James Version Bible. In the book of Romans, the word therefore appears some 27 times. Bible scholars say that when you see that word therefore, you really need to look and see what it is therefore. Because usually a great Bible truth is being taught and amplified for us to really take note of. The word therefore, according to Webster's Dictionary, means for that reason, because of that, on that ground, or to that end. And today, let's keep that in mind as we uh, look at four therefores in the book of Romans, explaining a section of the book of Romans. You know, general outline for the book of Romans, one is that you can divide it sin, salvation, sanctification, sovereignty, and service. Or you could divide it doctrinally, dispensationally, and devotionally. But however you want to look at it and divide it, uh, we, we can see these four therefores that we want to take a look at in the Word of God that are very important. Romans 3.20, there's their therefore condemnation. Sin uh, there will condemn us. But thank God for Romans 5. There's the therefore of justification. That brings salvation through faith. And in Romans 8.1, I'm glad of the therefore of assurance. For he says, now there, therefore there is no condemnation to us that are born again. Thank God for that. And then here in Romans 12.1, we see the therefore of dedication. Uh, you and, and I are to uh, dedicate our lives. It's our reasonable service to the Lord. And by the way, that word reasonable means not excessive. In other words, not asking too much. But now as we dive into the scripture, let's begin by looking at a surrendered life as we look at our reasonable service. And we see the Lordship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is that divine obligation we found here in the scriptures to surrender. We see God's grace, love, and his mercy. The word beseech literally means to plead or to urge. And so Paul is saying here, I'm pleading with you, I'm urging you 
there by the mercies of God. This is the benefit that you and I, that we have benefits because of the mercies of God, uh, because of his grace. We have salvation and we have redemption. We have justification, reconciliation and sanctification. All of these things because of God's grace, his love and his mercy. So by the mercies of God, the benefits of his grace. Our gratitude, uh, which is your reasonable service, he says, uh, this is, of course, begins with an inward spiritual act on our part, an inward spiritual worship. It's true gratitude, and it expresses itself in worship that flows from a grateful heart. Let me say this is an inward spiritual act that will manifest itself outwardly in the way uh, we conduct our life. It could, hey, it'll manifest itself in our walk and in our witness, in our work, and in our public worship, our gratitude. So here there is a divine obligation to surrender. Look at God's grace, love, and mercy. And look at our gratitude, which is, again, a reasonable service. Look at the divine order to surrender. We're to uh, surrender voluntarily. He says uh, there, present. That means the handing over of a gift once and for all. It means to yield our bodies to the will of God. So we are to present ourselves, hand over our will to his will, not not just, uh, well, here and there, but it's a once for all. We're to voluntarily yield our life and our bodies there to the will of Almighty God. It is personal. He said, your bodies. He's talking about the, the whole person. The Lord wants our minds. He wants our eyes. He wants our ears. He wants our tongues our legs, our hands, and so on. He wants all of us. Remember, what we do with our bodies will determine our rewards. According to 2 Corinthians 5.10, we're going to all stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And we know that uh, in 1 Corinthians 3 that our works are going to be put to the test uh, of the fire. And the wood, hay, and stubble will burn, but hey, uh, the gold and silver and precious stone, all of that will last. And if we stand at the judgment seat of Christ and we have done the will of God through the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're going to have some reward. So, but it's voluntarily, it's personal. Uh, he wants all of us. Uh, there to dedicate ourselves to his will. And then it is sacrificial. He says, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Were there a living sacrifice? <laughs> uh, we, this is in contrast to the Old Testament sacrifices you know, because the Old Testament sacrifice had to be uh, slain and the blood there applied uh, to the altar uh, but here he wants a living sacrifice, not a dead one, because in the Old Testament, a conversion of the sinner to saint 
there takes us from being dead uh, there to life. He said, uh, you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. That word quickened means made alive. And so we have been uh, brought from being really spiritually dead, that part of us that's tuned in to God. We've been made uh, alive. And so the Lord is saying here, and the Paul is saying here, a living sacrifice. Then we see that it is to be a constant and continual sacrifice because it is a living sacrifice. So he won't say in the Old Testament presented that old, uh, that was a one-time deal. And then again, they would have to bring animals again and they would have to continue on and on. But listen, we're to be a living sacrifice. It's to be constant and continual. It's to be a holy sacrifice. It's one cleansed by the blood and continued cleansed by the word of God. He talked about the washing that we get in Ephesians 5, uh, 26 from the word of God. And we're to be cleansed by the word of God. Jesus Christ's blood cleanses us. Aren't you glad of that? First uh, John 1, 7, he talks about that, how that Jesus' blood cleanses us. And then we're to be continued cleansed by the word of God. Holy sacrifice. In other words, you and I come in contact every day with this world. We come in contact with sin, but we need to continue to be cleansed. It says the priest, if you look at the tabernacle and the temple, the first thing they came in contact with inside there was the brazen lather. Why they had to wash their hands and feet because they had been in contact with the world before they continue on. And you and I, we need to uh, continue up there, come and confess our sins and ask the Lord to forgive us and to cleanse us. Look at this. He said acceptable sacrifice. In other words, acceptable is one that's useful, valuable, pleasing unto God. Our living sacrifice has to be acceptable to the Lord Jesus Christ just, I get this, as his life was to the heavenly father. And you remember in Matthew three seventeen when he said, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased with. So we see here a surrendered life, but secondly, look at this, a spiritual life as believers. It is possible for us to live lives on three levels. We can live it sensual, soulish, or spiritual. In other words, we can follow the, the things of the flesh. We can do things to satisfy our senses. We could do, or either we can do things spiritually there to be pleasing to our Lord and not just pleasing to ourselves. But you know, as a child of God, we're tempted uh, to satisfy our senses and the soul. There are things that we think would be pleasing. But when we there go on the spiritual level and we do things to please the Lord, as a child of God, that, that that's really inwardly pleasing to us as well. So for us to be uh, spiritual, now, the Holy Spirit 
must have complete control of us. And the key is to surrender our bodies as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, as we look at this right quick, we see a spiritual prohibition. In other words, prohibition, something uh, that shouldn't be. A spiritual prohibition. And he said, and be not conformed to this world. That word conform means to uh, be poured into a mode. It's external. It's outward only. The world here uh, really means this worldly system. And when we talk about uh, the world, that's what we're talking about, the worldly system that is run and controlled by Satan. But a spiritual prohibition. But then there is a spiritual transformation. This is eternal. It, not, it's not eternal. It is, it's internal. <laughs> we're to be transformed. Means to make like or to take the shape of. It's an inward transforming that, oh, listen, it brings about an outward manifestation. It's where we get our word metamorphosis, where uh, the uh, caliper goes into the cocoon, and while it's in there, it's transformed into the beautiful butterfly. Think about the Lord Jesus Christ as he was transformed on the Mount of Transfiguration. What do we do? We're to give him our mind. We're to give him our will. And listen, lastly here, there is a spiritual realization. It's good. In other words, it's beneficial. It's in our best interest. Joseph's a great example of that back in Genesis, isn't he? Acceptable. It's agreeable to Christians. It's agreeable to God, and it, it is pleasant to us. And he used the word perfect, which means complete and mature. In the words, you can't really improve on it. So here we see our reasonable service, a surrendered life, and a spiritual life. Well, we're out of time. Till next time, may the Lord bless is our prayer.